You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Anger. Hostility towards the opposition. <laughs> Anger. Anger. Hostility towards the opposition. The opposition. Anger. Anger. Hostility, Hostility towards the opposition. Towards the opposition. I don't know why. I was in the kitchen a few days ago, and Gab was like, like a little like tired. Like we should have been going to bed, but I was like lollygagging. I wasn't fucking wasn't doing my part. Yeah, exactly. And I, uh, for some reason, I think I was like doing dishes, and I was like, oh yeah, but I'm about to blast. And then the entirety of that downset record played through my head, and I'm like, oh now I got to turn on downset. This will be oh, great. This will be my fun. God. My she control and not fast. not thrilled with it. Oh, we're gonna fuck. I'm gonna fucking play it. They killed yes. my daddy. It's really. Yo, yo, it is killed, one of the worst records ever made. I remember people used to like literally. I, I am going to use the term literally because I saw it literally happen. Yep. It was people for sure a real knock thing. each other over to get to the stage to yep. see downset. Not only to because you know it's like ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight, right? And. At the risk of alienating our audience, who doesn't listen to hardcore music at all, imagine like Limp Biscuit, and but they were um, like Vatos, and they were super pissed about the fucking LA riots. <laughs> really not thrilled let it with go. the whole scene. Like the only person, there's two people who should really be actually three. There's three people who should be really steamed about the LA riots. Fucking Ron, uh, I was gonna call him Ron King. <laughs> Ron King, Don King, TV's Don King. No, uh, fucking Rodney King, Reginald Denny, and Scott Irish. Yeah, that's about it. That's about it. And that's the, it. The Reginald Denny video. Please. When the guy hits him with the bottle and then does that march is like it. It is. Yeah. It's a phenomenal video. It's really good. That is. That is. Uh, that was. Uh, everybody had a story too. I remember when Henry Rollins came out and said, uh, you know, that was like two blocks, like the like it was like in a contained area. Well, the LA riots happened two blocks from my house. And I went down there. And I went down there. I went down there and tried to help. It's like when 9-11 happened, everybody had a story. Yeah, and half of them were fake. I love that fucking dude from, uh, what the hell show was it, The League? Just like lied about being in the building in 9-11. That's <laughs> It's so good. I couldn't. I. I mean, that is like uh, really something to. I mean, but the thing is that the the, the cycle of outrage is such, and we're not definitely not going to do another outrage episode. Uh, don't hit fucking plus nine hundred. All right, but the cycle of outrage is such that everybody's so desensitized, and nobody he can get away with that. He can be like, yeah, I was at you know, I was at the Burger King across from, you know, the fucking when the tower, both towers fell. Jesus. I didn't think I was going to What were you doing at Burger King at 9 a.m.? What's wrong with you? You're getting a crew sandwich. Oh. Look, man, you're oh. making me feel... Look, so... Anger. Hostility towards the opposition. <laughs> Anger. Hostility towards the opposition. Track one. 
Anger. Side one. Hostility towards the opposition. Nineteen years Anger. old. Hostility towards the opposition. Yeah, I'm this was also hostility towards the opposition. Just not just after Anger. Rage Against the Machine came out, but not long Anger. after it. So like it was the first time somebody could like catalog this with something else. Which I think there was a lot of one-way shots taken at Rage Against the Machine from Downset, but uh, oh, sure. it never returned. Well, it's like, I mean, boy, we're going to be, I mean, I'm sure that the Rage Against the Machine was aware or the Downset was around. But when I saw them, I remember they'd say, because it's odd, when you're like a kid, like I was a fucking kid when I saw them. We were kids. You I know you saw them too. We were kids. And I thought that if you were in a band, you must have money. Always. And they were in a conversion van with a trailer. And I was like, oh, you, oh wow, they're really trying to save money. <laughs> I was like, good for them. They sure are. <laughs> they sure are by not selling any albums. It's like uh, when, when Sam Black Church would come to town. Oh, and that God. dude looked like he'd rolled around in a cat box for like a day and a half. And then got on stage and went, all crazy. And then he'd sell merch and shake your hand, and he stunk. I remember he was like, it was like a, I registered on my face. It's like very bad body odor. I had assumed that Sam Black Church was much bigger than they were until like later in life. I don't know why. Their it's a whole, strange thing to assume. Their whole complaint. I watched. Don't. I, this is when I lived at two thirty eight Lark Street, the Punk House, and I watched an entire uh, Sam Black Church documentary. Ugh. And they're like, well, we sign like total. I I'll I'll explain it in a second. I was having a uh, a nice conversation with a friend of mine the other day, and I uh, it happened. I'll tell you I'll tell you offline about something that happened. It was very funny. Yes, and, uh, it was a Facebook meltdown that I loved. Oh, so, I love these. I'm so sad. I don't see them anymore. But oh, I no, loved it. That's loved sad. It. Did you cancel Facebook? No, no, it still exists. I just, if I want to get to it, I have to go onto a browser. So, like, it, the the stars aligning for me to get to Facebook happens very rarely now. So, I, all those messages I wrote you in the... They'll in be the seen eventually. Darkness. I go, hey, man. Hey, Red, like two months later. Um, <laughs> but they were all, it was from the point of view of people who like, never was as, like, could have been and never was as, right? Like the the fucking bottom of a ba- bottom of a bottom. I already know who this is. That's great. All right, yeah. perfect. Yeah. So the Sand Black Church documentary. These dudes spent like probably the last ten years on the on a bar stool at the bottom of a bottle, and not really playing. So they were given a major label deal, right? And they told the big story about that. But their label head said, "Okay, we're going to support you. We're going to put you on the road for three hundred days a year." At the end of the 300 days, we'd like you to sell 2 million records. If you do, we'll keep you. If not, we're going to drop you. Fine. Admirable, right? I I mean, if you have free tour and you're that into it, and you have that many tattoos, I mean, what the fuck? What else are you going to do? So... But that was a big, that was like, and you can see why that was just an impossible task. (laughs) That, uh, oddly enough, that math is 6,666 records per day. (laughs) So, okay. <laughs> so, doomed from the start, I guess you could say. I, I, I would have loved, I see, I'm the different type of person. I love a challenge. So, I would say, fine. Yeah. I'll get a band together tonight. 
that's like playing Wembley Stadium if you assume that one in like every ten people buys a record. <laughs> every night playing Wembley Stadium. Every night and you're at the fucking you're playing the Middle East for the ninetieth fucking time that yeah. year. And you sell t- you're like everybody has your C D man. Like, oh how am I what are our numbers looking like? And you're like, Oh, I sold for any band, amazing. I sold two movies. They say say they had uh they only ended up selling two hundred and seventy thousand albums. Yeah, that's more like it. Right. Like it just shows that they're just doomed. You're just doomed from the start, and then they lament their merchandise bill that they still haven't paid, and then it just shows them practicing. Like yeah, we're gonna get the, get the band back together one more time and play, oh. <laughs> play and pay off this bill. They're still calling yeah. me about fucking fifteen years later. And it was one of those music interviews, that, uh, documentaries that just interviews music journalists that sung their praises. Oh, really good. So it's like some dude's like. Yeah, the the, the front man is uh, he was uh, up right up there with Iggy Pop as one of the best of all time. Okay, and like, <laughs> I mean, far be it from me to di- to diss anybody uh, about music because I I, uh, I sing but not particularly well. But would you like to listen to some Sam Black Church? Oh. Andrew? Well, what I want to do, I guess, since you're gonna, no matter what I say, you're gonna play Sam Black Church. Um, is I want to put this out to the audience because I want to know. Can you take care of that? <laughs> we have a we have a dog in the house, and no. the, the cat is just eating the dog's food, and the mm, dog's trying to eat the cat's food. It's a whole scene. Um, now I want to put it out to the audience. I'd say most of you live in either large cities or like medium large cities. You know, like I, I think not that many of you are like from the middle of the woods listening to this. So, I want to catalog every mid to large city has had some band in the past 20 years that's got on a label, like a, a big label, quote unquote big, but it just didn't work because of some totally insane, like, happenstance that couldn't have been foreseen. <laughs> I want to see a catalog of what those are. I want to know what the craziest local band story about why their like major label thing got fucking got oh, dashed hey. at the last minute because we we got one from albany that swears to god that 9-11 ruined their major label deal which i think is just fucking hysterical that was great and they went to print with it they went to print yeah that's the thing it's not even like urban legend like no. they sat down and told somebody who was taking notes on the conversation that 9-11 killed their well, record deal it was we were all set we had a meeting at 10 o'clock on September 11th, 2001, and we all know what happened then. And then we, <laughs> I love how they say, and then we called back two weeks later, and no one, no one seemed to want to talk to us or answer the yeah. phone. <laughs> it's like, well, maybe, you know, this is, maybe send an email. Yeah, we're working from home. Uh, yeah. What, oh, I forgot what band that was. I remember. Maybe we should say it. No, we shouldn't say it. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Who's F. Timmy? Who cares? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Black Church on their quest to sell two million records. Obviously, it's gonna be easy. Oh, there goes a million. Holy shit! This is easier than we thought. Oh. You sound like car speakers. Oh. Oh. Like. 
as bad really? as this is, I can see why at that point in time somebody thought it'd be a good idea to invest in that. Because like we're talking about an era where people listen to Helmet with no sense of irony whatsoever. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, uh, recognize, recognize stronger tone, don't, don't forget what you learned. I was thinking about the band Live and the way to work the other day. Yeah, the, yeah, it's same era, like a point where <laughs> like people listen to Live. Live, red light. I mean, yeah. I like the I like the one song that goes, "Let's hang out in the church." <laughs> really? Should good. I let Gab? Should I let up your mother for really liking live? That's <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real thing. Let's hang um, out in the church. Yeah. Anyway. No, people like yeah, people like live. I mean. I don't know how it was in the rest of the country. We had a radio station that was just dedicated to, like, just aggressive music. But it wasn't, like, it wasn't K-Rock. good. It was, yeah, it was just, like, it was just, like, loud. They just wanted something loud for people to, like, put up drywall to. Um, was this WCDB? No, no. You're at K-Rock was the first one, and then... What happened? I think they became the Edge and moved to a different edge, network or some went, shit. Oh my god! And then the, the Edge uh... was around. Edge was around for a minute. They, you had Edge Fest. You had uh, the the Edge, the bar, Hollywood fucking cafe on Lark Street. Oh my god! Um, yeah, this is <laughs> the Edge was big for a minute. If the you edge, were a fucking Twizzo somewhere in upstate New York, you were fucking way into the Edge. I love that they had a uh, DJ. All the DJs just went by one name. Right, fuck. And this DJ was called Morozik. Morozik, and he had his car stolen while he was on the air one day. <laughs> and he uh, came back on the air to chide the residents of Albany about how he got his car stolen and what's happening because their offices used to be uh, above the uh, um, Albany News uh, on Central Avenue. Oh, Fruit is that Box. right? Interesting. Yeah. So he Not the hottest like a, neighborhood. He, he drove like a fucking Nissan Z or something, you know? Like he thought he was a big shit. So, of course, he got stolen. And he went back on. He's like, I got a break in the air here because uh, 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 just, somebody just stole my... And I love how he said... He said someone... They kept saying somebody stole my wheels, which I loved so much. God. Someone stole but that my makes wheels. so much sense that that was in that building, though. Yeah. This is a, a very Albany-centric episode because... That means that all those fucking schmucks would go on the air and then go downstairs and just, like, roll into the QE2 and, like, yeah, like, go see fucking, like, oh, who's playing tonight? Sam Black Church. Oh, that's sick. Sick. And then... Stompbox is opening. Fuck. 25 to Life is playing again. Watch the distro when you get back there. Don't knock it over. So good. Uh, Yeah. So uh, that explains a lot about The Edge. It's interesting. Uh, it was shocking, kind of strange. This is um, the only thing that came up. Had you heard the rumors? Uh, I've heard a couple, but there's like I knew the school already involved with them, so. The only thing came up when I searched for 103.5 The Edge, Albany. <laughs> that was uh, a girl uh, who got acquitted of um, manslaughter in a drunk driving accident. Nice, she's really just, good. Like, good in, job. She's, She's Way like to beat the system. Lot, like, 
<laughs> I love how she's so chill. She's like, uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's it cool. It's no big deal. I it killed was... a homeless person. It's fine. Yeah, that's uh, fine. How many points is that? I'm just kidding. Too soon. Nah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, Andrew, it's been a little while. We've been busy men. Yeah, very and much. God damn, my job. What's going I on? I don't know. It was. It fluctuates from being okay because I get to be my own boss. My other, my former boss, who got reassigned, says I'm now in limbo land. Great. And and it's his. He says it's my professional opinion to hang on to this as long as you can. Whoa, that sounds like a very depressed person talking. <laughs> yeah, but for right now, it's cool. I definitely don't want to work there any longer than I have to, but I still can make up my own schedule and leave whenever I want. Sick. It's great. I'm popping in like 9.30. I'm taking long lunches. Whatever. We should yeah. probably address what's going on in the background. It's hot as balls when we both of our windows open, so you're going to hear traffic tonight. Oh, I closed my window. Just, I am just having, it. <laughs> I closed my window. I'm taking the ultimate, making the ultimate sacrifice. Oh, God. Um, and... You know, it's uh, I just want to feel podcasting is blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, that's true. You know, the more podcasters I talk to and the more podcast conventions I go to and the more podcast producers I talk to, this is a uh, this is a very tough industry. We are at the top uh, and we are looking down, thankfully, but it is a tough ground. Imagine being the person that would go to a podcast convention. <laughs> like, I I go to great lengths to not tell anybody that I do a podcast in my daily life. And it's not like it's like a shameful thing, but it's just like I don't want to have that conversation. The same way you don't want to oh. when your mailman sees you carrying a guitar. Oh, that same, you don't want yeah. to have like yeah. the conversation. Oh, I think I heard of you guys. No, you didn't. You didn't yeah. hear. You know, you don't. it's fine. You don't have to hear it. That's no big deal. Um, but yeah, like I just don't want to get caught in that conversation. God, for, if somebody tells me they have a podcast, I want to fucking write. There's gonna be like a, a hole in the door shaped like my body. Like I don't want to have that conversation <laughs> at all. Well, so the so idea of going to a podcast convention is just dark. That's the the death of the death of true creativity is when you start taking things seriously. Mm-hmm. The death of like because it's the I I will join other like I'll join like podcasts you know podcast I like like just podcast groups just to see if like you know because sometimes they beta test new apps and sometimes it could be cool or whatever but I'll see the people who are like two months in to only got two hundred listens when am I gonna start making money yeah oh Jesus. and it's like <laughs> I always I pipe in as the voice of reason. When am I going to start? Some people are like, when am I going to start having fun? Um, well, I mean, like I'm I can just... answer this question both in the framing in the podcast and in your actual life. And the answer will be the same. <laughs> so you just tell me which one you want me to focus on. Yeah, I think it's um, it's like a podcast. I have actually a group called Podcasters Support Group. Would you like me to read some of the posts? Oh, please. God, yes. How have you shared? How have you shared your pod journey? Ugh. Would you like to? And some people are like, uh, "I'd be more than happy to." Uh, I'll email you, <laughs> but it doesn't want to like don't want to discuss it online. Don't want to. Just, I'll, I'll PM you. It's pretty awesome. And then they're arguing about the best setup for a three-person talk show. 
I think uh, three USB mics connected to a powered USB hub multi-track recording with GarageBand would be the best. Ah, oh, of course. Yes. <laughs> I like... <laughs> I, I love gotta, it. I got... Stop getting hung up on details that don't matter, you schmuck. And I'm talking to you, listener. Stop. Knock it off. Like, it doesn't matter what the best way to do something. Just do it and get it done and be past the point and do the next thing. It's enough. It's enough with the details. It's not that big of a deal. Like, no one thinks you're that smart. You don't have to act like it. Well, that's, I mean, what I do is that I, um, I will just say the best thing to do is just, uh, just do it and see if you have it because not everybody's got it. And you, I mean, people are like, oh, I haven't, I don't know, I knew I didn't prep enough notes. Nope, you didn't. Like stuff like that. It's so, but people are so, the con, people are so, the gig, the gig economy is such that people are desperately trying to do anything to avoid actually filling out a job application. So they'll be like, well, if I start a successful podcast and a blog, I can just monetize it. I guess you could, yeah. I mean, uh, try that. See what happens. It's, uh, like, it makes me tired things. to think about. Like, it makes me so tired. It's just <laughs> so tired. Well, I would like to tell you a quick story about a very, uh, I guess, a, not, uh, a really, yeah, I'm going to tell you a really sad story. Actually. Yes, all are right, perfect. Who, are you familiar with uh, who Colonel Bruce Hampton is? Colonel Bruce Hampton, I am not. Okay, so Colonel Bruce Hampton uh, was a middling American musician. Uh, he's to hear to some we embrace failure in, in on this podcast and that's something that everybody should know because we have we have a decent amount of new listeners coming in so what you should know is that we embrace failure and we embrace not what characters who are legendary not for their accomplishments but but for their fall right colonel bruce hampton played on he was in a founding member of some kind of avant-garde band in atlanta georgia he was a middling uh, atlanta georgia like Horde Festival, jam band guy, right? So he's turning 70. Turn 70, all right? On May 1st. And he was on stage with all, with John Popper from Blues Traveler and the Where they dig him up from? What's that? So where they dig him up from? (laughs) He lost a bunch of weight. Remember when he got in trouble for having guns and in his Mercedes and they had a bunch of guns? Yeah, I kind of remember this, yeah. Well, this is the first this is really like the first time he was honored by his musical friends at the Fox Theater in Atlanta people like Dwayne Trucks uh, John Fishman from Fish um, uh, people like Carl Denson uh, like you know like the my kind of like jam band kind of guys the guy from fucking Kevin Kenny from Driving and Crying hello one of the great one of the greatest songwriters of all time Peter Buck from R.E.M. Wow. Oh, I love Peter Buck, man. Yeah. I'm, I'm with this now. All right, cool. Billy Bob Thornton, uh, John Popper from Blues Traveler, uh, the entirety of the Tedeschi Trucks band. Like, this whole place is full. The whole fucking the governor, Georgia governor, Nathan Deal. Everybody's on stage and been like, surprise, everybody. All along your life, people fucking marginalized and didn't listen to your fucking records and didn't pay attention to you. And surprise... We've got his friends organized this whole concert to say, surprise, congratulations, you are, like, you know, 
every you're like these guys' favorite artist, right? And uh, Billy Bob Thornton was there, everybody. And so he's playing, and he's like overwhelmed, and he's super happy, and people are just jamming, having a fucking great time. And um, it's like <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton takes not a particularly good guitarist. Takes a little uh, takes a little time to get going. Um, he's dancing around. Colonel the uh, the Colonel now Colonel Bruce Hampton looks a lot like Bo Grice. I'm gonna say right now. Perfect. Very good. So he starts uh, playing. This is this is concert. Now. Okay, now somebody's looking around. People are starting to look around because people haven't seen Colonel Bruce in about two minutes. Oh, fuck. Where's Colonel Bruce? Where did he go? And the backup singers start taking over the singing. And guess what? Oh, fuck. Colonel Bruce Hampton has excused himself from the stage, promptly had a heart attack and died. Fuck! <laughs> wow, he pulled it like an honest-to-God Dewey Cox. That's wild. He was starting. He just came out and started playing. And then he was just like, John Papa was out there. Everybody's out there. The great part about this little bit of disaster is that you can see some of the people start to register, like, hey, where is he? <laughs> and then, um, like... Uh, Eventually, there's a lot of videos online of him collapsing, <laughs> and people really thinking, good, and people thinking that he's like just cutting up, like oh Colonel Bruce, just acting the fool, you know. Um, but unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever, lived uh, was so I guess so surprised that he died. Damn. <laughs> so basically, John Popper killed this dude. John Popper killed Colonel uh, Colonel Bo. Or whatever. I mean, yeah, like he, he he didn't even have to use one of his many guns in his Mercedes. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, I mean, uh, uh, Colonel Bruce Hampton was in such great bands as uh, Late Bronze Age, uh, Aquarium Rescue Unit, The Fiji Mariners, <laughs> The Code Talkers, cool. The Madrid Express. So, I mean, honestly, and he was signed to. Capricorn Records at, at one point. I like, um, man. But I like, there's not that many people that like die on stage. You know, it's kind of a rare. Like, I was thinking to. back to like Curtis Mayfield. Like, fucking, like got his body broken. Like a light fell off of a fucking pole in mm. Brooklyn and hit him in the head, and he like lost. He couldn't like move his arms and legs anymore. He became like a. I think he might have been fully quadriplegic after that, but like he didn't die; he like survived. Not many people just fucking kick the bucket, just fucking eat it on stage. There was a guitarist who Owen was Hart. electrocuted. Yeah, Owen Hart. Owen no, I just really had to throw in our wrestling uh, reference for the week. Yeah. Oh, Owen Hart. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Owen Hart I mean. just right before his guitar solo just fucking beefed <laughs> it. <laughs> He's pulling a total George Lynch from Dokken. He's like, "Hey, look, here's the deal." I'm going to fucking fall 70 feet, and then I'm going to play a solo that's going to make your wife leave you. <laughs> Middle fingers up. Fuck off. But then he died. Instead, he fell. And then he and just, people, yeah, was it. People to this day uh, will talk like it's a lie. 
I love it. And I watched the Glow doc. Speaking of wrestling, I watched the Glow documentary. Glow documentary is real good. I, you know, we are we must be on like the same Netflix wavelength because yeah. we've been watching a lot of the same things. Uh, I thought it was just okay. Really, you weren't a fan of it. I thought it was. I they get a little like a little bullshitty at the end, but well, uh, I mean the the thing that I find and this is gonna I'm gonna tell, sound really shitty when I say this, so get ready. I don't think they should have the one the uh, Mount Fuji the woman. Mm-hmm. She's uh, in bad shape, her knees and diabetes and whatever else. So they basically make the the last half of it about her and her trials and tribulations and she had fallen in love with their Svengali boss and they really I like, love that part where she tells him at the end he's like okay he's like, <laughs> and then like so bye I'm leaving bye the ba- yeah the- <laughs> <laughs> well I, I have I'm, to go now I've always had and she talks so like but she's so into it right she's super it's like a person who left the band like 20 years ago and remembers every single fucking little tiny thing about it. I really miss them, and I hope they're doing okay. And, like, um, I just miss the girls. And then we know all the girls are like, I'm a real estate agent now. Oh, I married rich, blah, blah, blah. They all have, like, really bad plastic surgery. None of them are in particularly bad shape. Like you know way. what though? There, there's a little story about Mountain Fiji though. I'll let you, I'll let you get through this, and then I'll, I'll tell you some interesting, interesting shit I learned. Well, I mean, I'm just saying she's, uh, she's doesn't seem to have done much since. So. All right. So this is the funny thing. All right. So after Glow, it's like sometime in the '90s. You know, whatever. Uh, or actually, no, I think it, it was like right after Glow because she still had like cachet. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I guess sure. she lives in, like, a, a neighborhood in L.A. that fucking, like, there was, like, a lot of Samoans in. And cops would show up and just, like, kick in door. You know, it's fucking L.A. in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Exactly what you would expect. It's, like, the fucking SWAT team just rolls through because they're bored. Yeah. Um, so the cops come in, and they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're, like, dragging people out of the house or some, sh- or some shit. So Mountain Fiji's like, fuck this, and walks out into the middle of the street. And, like, starts mouthing off to the cops, and they're like, all right, go inside, or we're going to arrest you. So she just stands there in the middle of the road and lets herself get her ass whooped by the LAPD. Just stands there. It's like, well, fuck it. I'm somewhat famous. Gets the shit beaten out of her and gets, like, a multi-million dollar settlement from the city. So she's, like, way good. Wow. She's like super good. She probably owns a hospital. She's in in the wait, movie. Wait, wait, wait. Dude, they, she's like way good. It's like it's really wild. I, I can't believe they made no mention of it. I like can't. she just got the shit beaten out of her, and then fucking got a big payoff. It's pretty wild. You know, I can't really trust anything anymore. I know it's nuts. I felt almost sad enough to cry at the end of that documentary. Ah, she's good, man. She's all set. She you should fucking, ask her for a job. She obviously fucking made the cops go after her. <laughs> yes, that's it. She schemed and connived, much like a, a Russians in New York and in fucking Coney Island will stop short in front of your car and make you rear-end them for insurance fraud. Oh, fuck, speaking of that. So Friday, I blew it. And you know that I'm a big fan, well, we're big fans, of the Italo disco artist Savage, right? Yes. Savage played in Queens on Whoa. Friday. And we fucking blew it and missed it. God damn it. Ah, oh, fuck. I wasn't doing anything. In- fuck. 
Yeah. $23 million settlement. I think I'm going to, yeah, why don't we just do that? Why don't we just fucking get Why don't we just get the fucking piss beaten out of us by cops and get a settlement? I'm into it. We could do that. I mean, I've taken a fucking hard beating in my life. And, uh, you know, it's after a while when you're, you stop feeling the punches and you just start, you just start, you actually, you know, when you're getting your, you know, you're getting your ass kicked. You just, your mind drifts off to a different place. It's like Mm -hmm. the ultimate defense mechanism. Then you're like, oh fuck, it really hurt. Like my arms. It's like, broken. wow, I'm just getting warm now, and everything's fuzzy. Yeah, no, your body goes into your your mind is this. Your mind becomes the shovel, and your soul's the goddamn casket. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that band, Neglect. My body's the shovel. I don't even remember this at all. Thankfully, this is totally off my radar. Well, this was a guy. Tell like oh, like that guy at a party. Like everybody thought he was. They're a Long Island. I mean, you know what? I'm not gonna talk about them. Neglect. Look, Google neglect uh, the hardcore band from Long Island. They're funny, and the guy used to eat glass apparently. But he also oh. had really funny lyrics. Uh, he used to call. Um, what I like the most is that he used to call a graveyard the two foot city. What? Yeah. Who is this asshole? He's like the people of. The two foot city, but oh, one of his things was God. Uh, that's terrible. Yeah, and he's like uh, he's really into his family and everything. And uh, one of his lines is that uh, Grandma, you don't have to eat uh, cat food anymore. I've got you tuna. What? I, I mean, I think his, his lyrics are um, like like bare, like bare dramatic reading. <laughs> What is it with people from fucking Long Island being really into their family? New Jersey, too. Like, what the fuck? Else? What is it with you people? Like, leave home. Yeah, no, really. What's your honestly? problem? Ooh, See your family once a year like a normal person. I mean, no no diss to our friends in New Brunswick. <laughs> no, big aunt. diss. Leave home. Big diss. Leave home. Big diss. Go away from home. Move far away from your family. It's okay. They'll get by. It's fine. And then forget you even have one. Yeah, I do that often. It's great. My mother came to town last week. I full on forgot she was coming until like three and a half hours before we had to like start getting ready for it. And I was like, oh, shit. And like had to like, you know, sweep all my fucking shit under the bed. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Like no one doesn't make a difference. There's a there's a restaurant opening up down the street that... There was a big sign out there that was like, thanks to the family, this fucking restaurant's coming. I felt so gross about the need to call out the generosity of somebody's family yeah. and a sign about a restaurant. I'm just not going to go. It's always gross. It's just like, who cares? Like, what do you fucking, like, what kind of value add is that? Well, Seriously, it's not like the fucking Rockefellers. This is, I know. This is my big problem with fundraising and why I can't play the game and while I'll, I, while I'm good at it, I'll never be great at it. Um, I did an event where a gentleman gave through his company. And so I put his company's name, uh, I advertised his company's name in our you know, little PowerPoint thing. And he was like, well, I, uh, my name's not on here. So I'm never giving you money again because my personal name isn't on there, even though he Excellent. gave it to his company. And I was like, 
I was like, oh, I'm, I, I say what I say to, which drives rich people nuts because they're not used to being told no ever. I said, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> in the middle of the number one most frustrating thing on earth. Yeah. In the middle of running an event, uh, I was busy and he tracked me down and said, oh, your name's not on here. What, what's happening? And I said, oh, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. And uh, that was it. Crickets. But then, uh, this is a uh, 57-year-old man, and he um, tattletailed on me. Nice, really good. And asked for my job. Excellent. Because of this, which was beautiful. And I said, I I was praying that it would happen. Fine, I'll take the fucking 480 a week unemployment. Great. I was going to say, like, yeah, that's something you could probably fucking sue over, too, if you wanted to be, like, a real fucking pain in the ass about it. I love it. I could go to legal aid and fucking win that case. It'd be real easy. (laughs) I mean, you'd be suing a nonprofit, which is like probably not among your greatest hits. (laughs) Like, I don't think that would make the final cut of the album. But uh, but let's be real. I don't have a ton of (laughs) I have a ton of greatest hits here, so that'd be fine. Um, <clears throat> be like the Bangles' greatest hits, where they're just picking individual songs off of records. <laughs> be like, I was a hit, sure, whatever. Yeah, this is my manic Monday when I sued a non <laughs> sued a nonprofit that serves individuals <laughs> with disabilities for fucking forty three million dollars, and I'd ask them to put my name on the side and win the fucking ribbon cutting uh, was done for the new building because it was the my building. <clears throat> I uh, cut the ribbon and then informed everybody that I'm I sold the building and to get the fuck out. That would be amazing. I do. I, I, I'm I with you on telling rich people no, though. It's a lot of fun. Holy shit. I, I used to do it a lot. I don't really do it anymore. It but I used the, to. Oof, it's good. It is the greatest telling people no who aren't you, who haven't been told no in years. It's the greatest thing on earth. I suggest everybody do it. Um, speaking of, I suggest everybody do it. Uh, um, there was a show the other night that I went to. And uh, it was advertised as starting at 8 o'clock. I went there. It was at uh, the world-famous Low Beach, run by Hunter mm-hmm. Glassman, friend of yours and mine. The show actually started at 10, but what was happening beforehand was a stand-up comedy show. Ooh, right? God. <laughs> so, instead of just sitting there and biding my time, I said, hey, I know a couple jokes. And I went, <laughs> signed up, and it was called a round-robin suicide match, right? Where if you got to somebody to laugh, you could stay on. But if not, you'd have to stay off. So I went up and I told a couple, uh, I said, um, it's a real <clears throat> shame that, uh, uh, you know, I know Chris Cornell died and uh, I know we're all really waiting, uh, but right now the uh, cause of his death is super unknown. <laughs> that was a good joke, right? Crickets. Great. No, I don't know. Somebody laughed. It was great. It was great. I was like, and... Uh, then I said, uh, you know, it's uh, weird. Uh, Chris Cornell's family was seen walking into the uh, DSS office in Seattle, and uh, they were overheard saying, I'm going hungry. Oh, Jesus Christ. And that was another big one. The big laugh. Got a big laugh. And then I said... Um, Hope you space those two out. You need, a little, you need a valley in between those two. Yeah, no, I'm going around robin with guys who are like talking about, like, you ever just like, uh, you know, so you're watching porn, right? And you're like, you, But they also have 30 seconds, so they're like telling these like... Very happy. Oh, so you're jokes. up there with everybody. It's not I'm like you like did three... a set. Uh, it's not like a fucking elimination <laughs> this tournament. It's like fucking Sinbad's fucking Showtime at the Apollo, where it's just like I'm up there with three other comics and we're battling. This is also a cat benefit to make it even fucking worse. 
the benefit for cats like orange this the orange street cat rescue if anybody in a moment is familiar with orange street the cats are probably the the fucking most fed people on that fucking street. I was going to say, yeah, like, I'm not the least concerned, bit concerned about the cats on Orange Street. How about the children? Uh, yeah. I should have, actually, that's a good joke. I should write that it's, down. It's 1 a.m. and this kid just ran in front of my car, no adult in sight. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more concerned about that. I should add that to my tight five. <laughs> what uh, am so, I doing that on Orange Street at 1 in the morning? Mind your own fucking business. Yeah, yeah, all right. I'm trying to fucking score blow, and if I can't score blow... I'm gonna fucking pay a hooker forty dollars to blow me. All right, just laying it out there. I'm just get used fucking, to it. So you're being honest, all right? I'm no fucking pussyfooting around. Where what am I doing in a bad neighborhood at fucking four o'clock in the morning? Nothing good. <laughs> use your use your imagination, <laughs> dickhole. No fucking. I'm waiting for the. I'm waiting for. I'm, dry, I'm circling the block. For, uh, I'm, I'm circling the blocks when the paper gets delivered to the bodega. I want to have the first fucking copy. What do you think yeah. I'm doing? Nothing. I'm trying to get good. sucked off by a drunk hooker. <laughs> Fuck off. And no, I'm not going to give her a fucking ride home or to any of those hotels out near the airport. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, but my third joke was. Uh, <laughs> What's the best way to make your wife mad during sex? Call her up and tell her where you are. Oh, <laughs> Orange Street, so fucking good. This is a cat benefit with people of children of all ages there. Uh. And then my killer, my killer joke was, so I was fucking this grunge girl the other night, and I was about I was getting ready to come after like an hour, you know. And I was like, where do you want me to come, baby? And she's like, well, you know, wherever you usually come. And I said, okay. And I got up, got dressed, got in my car, went home, jacked off all over my stomach and fell asleep. Is that the one that killed you? That's the one that killed me. Yeah. Too you complicated. Go. Too too much. Yeah. Too many moving parts there. I went home and I came on my stomach and fucking fell asleep. I should have said it in the oh, dice voice. Oh, yeah. I thought my jokes were fucking mwah. Primo. But then I was thinking then the fucking the the dad wheels, my fucking father infected me. My father appeared like fucking fucking uh Easy E in the crossroads video. He's like, son, you can do better. And I said, God damn it, you're not even dead and you're still in my fucking ghost weird dreams. I love you, Dad, so much. And I said, Well, if it's a red it's a round robin, I'm gonna fucking trap these guys up here indefinitely and i'm gonna laugh at every one of their jokes so they're stuck there for a fucking hour and that's what i did and i sat there with my beer and uh i was wearing a flannel shirt at the time i uh and every time these dudes were these dudes were like telling jokes like purposely to tank because they didn't feel like being up there anymore and there was like a line of people next to me waiting to go on like some people didn't go on because of me this is the best (laughs) I'm like, I, I ate up easily 45 minutes by laughing at every joke. So the dude would go up and tell a you joke. You should have won I, this. It's like you just coughed in the whole fucking thing. It's because great. Because I, I coughed in the whole thing. But that's not the best part. But I coughed in the whole thing. And there's this one dude who's like a, kind of an MMA fighter, a failed MMA fighter. Excellent. Really good. And also has a kid on the way. And it's the fucking Joe Rogan fucking super fan in action here. I looked up his stats. He's like one and one and then quit. Yeah, Very fart good. noise. Um but it was the best the best is that so every time somebody goes up and is like yo man the craziest thing 
about dating when you're black and I'd be like ha 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 and they'd be like oh that's it we gotta laugh and then someone else uh, would come up and be like so I was fucking my girlfriend the other night and then she made me stop and I was like ho ho ha 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 but I was laughing really obnoxiously like that and but it was a laugh and the uh, judges loved it because they knew what I was doing these were like people who were kind of comics or whatever but the MC on stage started ignoring my laughs Oh man! And, and the the guy the guy on stage, uh, the guy on stage said, "Oh well, if uh, if somebody want to tell Fat Rosie O'Donnell, uh, Flannel Rosie O'Donnell down there to stop laughing at every joke," and I said, "Yeah, oh. we," uh, and I said, "Yeah, we all know, man. We all know. We're good. <laughs> Total cocksucker, right?" So afterward, um, <clears throat> which is so fucking good. Uh, so afterward, it's tense, right? Uh, Young Box and I are there. Um, there's a person, uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to Kaufman this dude uh, into the ground. So I walk up to him, and I there I, I searched on my phone when I was in the, I was in the bathroom for any uh, stand-up comedian or booker in any club of, uh, of any anything. I was frantically looking for anybody of notoriety who looked kind of like me. And I came up with somebody named Rory Scovell, who works at Upright Citizens Brigade, who, who looks kind of like me. And I introduced myself to the guy who was heckling me from the crowd and making my life fucking hard. Oh, man. And I walked up to him and I said, hey, man, I'm Rory Scovell from Upright Citizens Brigade. I, I've, I was actually sent here to scout you out. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Oh shit! What's up, man? How how how's it go? Oh, how's it going? Let me buy you a drink. I was like, I don't need a drink from you, man. But we wanted to sign you to. Uh, we wanted to sign you. Um, wanted to bring you down. I think I said something like we wanted to bring you down, um, but you clearly can't handle any criticism at all, and you're not ready for a New York crowd. So it was really nice to meet you, but unfortunately, we're gonna pass. Oh man, that's really good. I said that verbatim to him, and he fucking crumbled this is a dude who wants to be if like, la- fucking doing the fucking Doug Flutie because he's got a kid on the way oh, and I man. Looked, I just looked I was like sorry man I mean I hope I hope someone else uh, hope <laughs> someone else sees what we saw and I rehearsed it in the bathroom and I told Young Vox to play along and I rehearsed it in the mirror and I said it exactly the way I wanted to and I, 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 you hit your marks. I hit all my marks, and it was amazing. And that I, is really good. I ripped him down. I said, "Yeah, yeah." So I'll see you around. And I turned around, and I, his whole mood. Everybody was like, you know, congratulatory because he came in second, right? Mm. Congratulatory to pa- pass in the back and everything. His whole mood completely changed. And I saw him whisper something to his girlfriend, and they both just left. <laughs> and I said, I won the contest. <laughs> Who thinks I won the contest? Unanimous. Me. Moi. Oh, that's really good. Goddamn. Mine. And it was so good, and I didn't even have to tell any jokes. I just had to fucking string some fucking zero along, and it was so fucking good. It made me feel great about myself, which doesn't happen much. Man, that's really that's well crafted. Thank you very much. I do love doing that stuff. 
Um, <clears throat> afterward, I went to the uh, ground down in Rochester, weirdly enough. It was a four-hour drive. Um, and uh, But every time I go there, something happens. First, no in one... In Rochester? Really... <laughs> Nothing has ever happened to me ever in Rochester as well. Well, uh, do you want to hear what happened? Please. First, uh, no one knew how to make uh, my drink off the menu. Excellent. Second, my chicken was undercooked. Excellent. Then I found wire shavings in my food order and in my teeth. Yesterday, the waitress set my food down, a hot plate with hot marinara sauce, in front of my nine-month-old, and my child reached and stuck his hand in it and burned his hand. (laughs) She didn't even apologize until we paid our bill, which was over $90. What? I will never come there again. I found, um, I saw a documentary on chains that didn't die, but they didn't live. So there's like four of them left in the world. Oh, I love that shit. There's like, still like a Howard Johnson's kicking around out there one, somewhere. There's one Howard Johnson's. There's two ground round. There's like four racks roast beef like down from 500. We had a sizzler in Queens up until like last year. We're still chilling out. <laughs> it's so fucking great. And it's uh, so in our uh, wild tradition of embracing failure. Uh, but the ground round, Sheila, the marketing manager from ground round. But it's like you, if you only have two restaurants... You're also like the prep cook then. Yeah. You're, like what you the like, fuck? You also take the garbage out of the corporate office, quote unquote, which is like a UPS store. Which is just a ground round. Like that's just, it's got to be. <laughs> like if there's two ground rounds in the entire country, there's no money for an office. You just work out of a restaurant. <laughs> God, this is fucking great. I want to read one more. Okay. Wow. I went to the ground round tonight for dinner and I am in awe. Of how terrible the service was. <laughs> Are you? What would In ever awe. fucking like not prepare you not for the fact like, that this place is bad? Are you kidding me? Benghazi? Nah. 9-11? Fucking happened? RFK getting shot? Like, oh, this bro- place had 1,200 fucking locations. It's down to two. I can't believe how bad it is. Are you sure? <laughs> like, Fuck. <laughs> Well, this person, Katrina, spelled with two N's, so you know that she comes from a, a oh, fucking... Katrina. Fucking pedigree with a fucking certificate attached to it. <laughs> um, fucking actual blue blood. Yeah, when you have a fucking misspelled first name, don't... And, and, like, you try to act cute, like, oh, my parents just wanted to be different. No, your parents were fucking... No. Fucking soaked their brain in vodka and fucking <laughs> named you Katrina because they were fucking drunk. All right? Katrina. Oh, what's Katrina? No, it's Katrina. Katrina is spelled Katrina. You're Katrina forever. Uh, right? we, we must respect languages. Well, yeah, you must fucking respect language. She's married to some guy named Kevin. Whatever. But of, of all the shit that's happened in the fucking world, right? The Crusades. <laughs> fucking the, the fucking Marco Polo. Fucking murdering people for spices. I say the, the the Turkish fucking Armenian genocide. Yeah, Rosa Parks on the bus. Fucking Charlie Chaplin with the Globe. You know, like all the great things that have ever happened. Things that would are awe inspiring. Think about that for a second. Oh, I'm, I went the other way with that. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, don't want, I, I don't want to fucking. Uh, yeah, let's, let's things that are on dial that one back. Like, you know, things that are fucking the the, the fucking space shuttle Challenger blowing up. Oh, things are, you know, fucking, fucking Colonel 
Colonel Doo-Wop dying on stage. Fucking Colonel Bogreitz fucking missing his brain, trying to blow his brains out in the fucking parking lot. Colonel Bogreitz shooting himself, missing and shooting himself. Fucking blowing his ear off his head and fucking being depressed about it. God, the Hundred Years' War. Shit like that, right? Real good. Crazy. You know, the Fermi Gamma Ray Space Telescope launched into orbit. Crazy, right? Just getting pictures now. Awe-inspiring. The compact computer. All right? Gateway computer. All these awe-inspiring things. And she chooses fucking ground. The, her, her, she was in awe of how terrible the service was. Fine. <laughs> Katrina hasn't been out. But, I mean, Katrina has, probably has internet access and could probably find things that are far more awe-inspiring. That's fine. Whatever. The Hall and Oates fucking Liberty concert. I could go on. For starters, we placed our drink order, and it took our waitress a good ten minutes to finally come back with the drinks. Mind you, the, resina- <laughs> the restaurant was ca- all caps not busy. There were four tables total with guests. One table already had their food. Then, she finally came back to the table and asked how the Caesar salad was prepared, and she has uh, linked... The Caesar Salad uh, Facebook website webpage for some reason. What? So the you can f- click on. Why it the case- fuck does Caesar Salad have a Facebook? If you didn't know, uh, I mean, it's just like a definition of Caesar Salad. Like oh, if you didn't okay, know what a okay. Caesar Salad was, uh, which is great. Like a, like a Wikipedia. Yeah. So if like you're uh. just don't if you're not following if that's where you fell off the story, uh, it will quickly get you back on your feet once you realize what a Caesar <laughs> Salad is. <laughs> She said she would ask for me and come right back to take our orders. Instead of going back to the kitchen right away, I watched her stop at three tables, all caps, to take their order first. She's obviously working the fucking terrible fucking ground round alone. Yeah, do you think that your server is your fucking servant? Is that what you're like? Is that what you're you're undering? You're you're under? uh, Undering. I just made up a word right there. Jesus, I I need to fucking go to bed. We're in Katrina's world. She makes up fucking time. Her, Her name is made up, so we're good. That is very true, yeah. She has been gone a good 15 minutes, if not longer. By this time, we never saw her again. That's uh, I, I called as we what were... she dr- died? <laughs> we left. I called as we were still driving away to talk to the manager, Mike, I believe. I told him what happened. He simply said, I'll look into it. No empathy whatsoever. I am in awe of how poorly the situation was handled. Ridiculous. We left and went to Outback, where we were served right away. Yes. And she got a love react from somebody named Brianna, and it's spelled B-R-E-E-A-N-N-A-H. Man, so these motherfuckers just really don't want to spell. That's just their thing. It's totally cool. <clears throat> this, uh, it's really, really good. Where are you pulling these reviews from? Uh, the Ground Round in Rochester. On Yelp or... Uh, uh, Facebook. 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 Wow. Holy shit. All right. Good to know. <laughs> it's really good. To good. Know. That's good. Um, yeah, there's a lot of fucking like... We were out there after church and the ribs were cold. Like, things like there's a ton of one. Food was good. Waitress was nice, but terribly rude manager. Obviously, we will never be going back there again. Jesse spelled J-E-S-S-I. Has a picture of her Fuck! drinking. What? <laughs> What is with these fucking names? Are you kidding me? Jesse. And like, just pa- because you live on the fucking Rust Belt doesn't mean, doesn't free you from the shackles of fucking grammar and spelling. Jesse. It's like, you still have to do it. And her fucking Facebook photo is her in her wedding dress drinking a bottle of beer. <laughs> All right. Well, there's no, there's no saving Jesse. 
No, there's no saving Jesse. Um, <laughs> the ground round is the greatest thing ever. This guy just just reviewed it and didn't say anything. And ground round came and said, Todd, sorry you feel this way. Mike and Bert are new owners, and they're trying to do a good job running the place. It's nice to have a local person own and operate this location. The staff who adhere to company policies and procedures really like them and feel they're doing a great job. Wow. And then the guy signs his name, Tyson Coput. Let's see what Tyson's up to. How do you spell it? T-I-S-O-N? T-I-S-O-N, but K-O-P-U-T. Um, wow, he reviewed a lot of other shit. Oh, we're going down a K-hole here. Tyson Copart reviewed Oakdale Fire Department. If you Google his name, great department. <laughs> awesome. Best department. Best. I've started a lot of fires in my time. I, this place was among the you know, best. You guys make it fucking real hard to be an arsonist in this town. You're right there. Fuck. <laughs> oh, wow. Jesus Christ. I tried to burn down a fucking nursery. I even burned down a place that was real far away, and it didn't even matter. You were right there. Uh, man. I love, I love going down a cable. Like, sort of fire in the middle of the woods. You motherfuckers got it. You were oh, on yeah. it. You were it's on impressive. it. I, I just caught the woods. I threw a fucking lit cigarette in the, in the woods. I was like, try to do this one. And he's like, he, they're like, oh, right there. <laughs> no problem. Come on, Tyson. We've had enough. Tyson, it's enough today, Tyson. Tyson stop, stop. We know you're starting these fires. It's funny. This guy's just being followed around by a firefighter. He just doesn't understand. He's like, wow, you guys are so quick. Like, wow. no, we just follow you around, Tyson. That's it. That's it. We have no. the fucking probie just fucking drives behind you and watches you fucking throw lit matches out the window. Not all fucking fire trucks are red, man. We got the green one. <laughs> oh, I thought there was just a big delivery truck. Yeah, why don't you go back to running fucking ground round all right and stop starting all these fires in this this community my uh. my girlfriend my girlfriend georgiana spelled with three y's gets fucking so inexplicably a three in the middle of georgiana <laughs> god it's george y e n n a georgiana uh. like spelled george hyphen y n e n n a uh, we've got some... I fucking hate upstate New York so much. I love it. Uh, uh, would you like to uh, uh, maybe read some questions, pal? Let's do it. <clears throat> Footwear question. It's summertime and I want to free my toes. I hate summer. I really don't like it. Oh. I know. You really, like, I used to be with you. I came around on summer pretty good. But, yeah, I remember. Summer, not, summer, not your summer. thing. Not my thing at all. Still, <clears throat> I'm still maintaining that anachronistic old oh I forgot to talk about the discussion when I said there's a difference between being old and acting old oh shit That's that, that sounds like an annoying conversation you had well I'll tell you I'll tell you offline because it involves an internet meltdown Man, we got oh yeah, we gotta fuck. We gotta we gotta end this fucking session end so this, I can so hear can, about this fucking uh, this internet meltdown. End this so we can talk about real <clears throat> shit. Footwork question. It's summertime. Um, I want to free my. What advice do you have in the way of sandals? I usually just do flip flops, but they're rough, and I'm ready for a change. Birkenstocks, yes or no? Uh, I'm with a, Birkenstocks. I think that's fine. Uh, uh really? Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't make a difference. I don't own a pair, but I mean, I think they're they're fine. I have a set. I just. I go to like, so there's two tiers. You get the dollar store, and then you have just like the discount store. Um, 
I just go to like the discount store, like the fucking uh, whatever, like everything's like five, ten bucks, and I just get like the foam. Uh, what do you call them? Like foam sandals. Well, I'm wearing them right now. I wear them to the fucking sauna. It's great. They're they're awesome. I uh, I'd urge you to do that. Okay. Well, there's there's my two cents. I wear um. I mean, I, I'm no I'm I'm nobody to talk about footwear with. I wear I've been wearing the same shoes for years. Black Vans, man. I don't skate. Um, that'll. And that'll do. I got a pair of black vans. Pretty all right. Yeah, they're comfy. comfy. I tried. I tried to wear uh, Nike, like the like the health goth shoes. They didn't work out that well. <laughs> I'm so heavy. They get all wrinkled on the side. I go, love the term health goth. It's really good. Goth. It's funny. Very. Uh, if I'm trying to be health goth, uh, my fucking disgusting fat belly gets in the way every time. So it's like, well, he's, you, you just know. become goth at that point. I just become fucking sad goth. Like hot talk, sitting on the fucking bench outside of Hot Topic, eating Auntie Anne's, and looking at goth girls go in and out all day. Hey, uh, <sighs> hey do you like do you like Cabaret Voltaire? No, you never, you weren't born. No, it's not your thing. No, uh, Just loves the crew shadows though. Uh, yeah, there's um, a girl. There's a girl that sells knives uh, who looks goth. Maybe I'll talk to her for a while. She works at the knife kiosk. Talk to her for a little while. Hey, her name's like Tonith or something like really fake. Um, all right. I work at a guitar repair shop in Oakland. Uh, our shop shares a wall with Faith No More's room. The bass player slash pumpkin farmer is still alive. I see him a few times a week. He drives a two-door 93 BMW 850i and pisses on the succulents in the parking lot we share. I thought, I thought I'd share after hearing his mention in a recent podcast. Wow. Cool. Appreciate thought, it. Wow. I thought Jim Martin was out. Apparently he's still... Did somebody just get killed in your house? Oh, we have a loud street. We have a bodega on yeah. the corner, and people... Oh, my God, the bodega that has a community lighter. Oh, shit, wow. That Jesus. is the, uh, uh, part of the term, that is the most ghetto thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. Is it fucking, like, taped to the, uh, taped to a string, and the string is, like, yep. fixed to the... Wow, damn. Yep. It is Troy, the... Troy, on the rise. The guy, uh, the guy got tired of giving everybody matches, so they just... Put a lighter, and that's the community lighter. They have to replace Jesus it. Jesus fucking Christ! Unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> so uh, there's a heavy one. We can read that. Uh, sure, go for yeah, it. Yeah, we <clears throat> love heavy ones. Uh, we know the answer. This is the answer. This is going to be a long question and a quick answer. So uh, my long-term relationship ended. Think Andrew and Gabriel status. I mean, I think there's only two people who can really achieve that level of. Uh, Awesomeness and their names That's are right. Yeah, you, that fucking that nine months you guys spent together. Come on, it's like yeah. good try, but yeah, you, yeah. you got you got a ways to climb. Yeah, you've got like um, like say you were trying to climb Everest. Yeah, you're like in Ohio right now. <laughs> you're at base camp. Like, oh damn, that's still to go farther. Yeah, you didn't even meet the Sherpa yet, pal. Okay. <laughs> About seven months ago, they broke up seven months ago, and I'm still pretty broken up about it. She quote still loves me. But needs to love me from a distance to focus on herself at this point in her life. Since we've been together for half of our 20s, I understand where she's coming from, but just felt differently about the situation. I've taken her advice as well, and I've been focusing on myself and working out, reading more, trying new hobbies, and dating other people, but I still ruminate on her constantly. I know this is normal, 
and I need to keep on pushing myself <clears throat> and easing my lizard brain. But any sage advice from you two raw dogs would help out immensely. Well, she did you a favor by being honest with you, I think. Uh, she's probably, she can still love you and not want to date you or even really ever see you. That's okay. She can love the idea of you, just like you love the idea of her. But together, it definitely doesn't work. Yeah, that's it. Like, you gotta, if you haven't already, you gotta sort of come to terms with the fact that, like, this woman's, if she's not, like, off your market, is going off very soon. It's just how it's gonna be. So, yeah, like, she, she's giving you the correct advice. Fucking, like, do push-ups and go out on dates. Like, that's, that's, yeah. there's, no, there's, there's no fucking, like, there's no magic bullet. That's not how it works. Um, yeah, it probably feels terrible. You probably feel awful and spend, like, time laying around the fetal position. All right, it happens. Yeah, Life be that way sometimes. Um, but, uh, yeah, somebody's either shooting or letting off fireworks outside my house now. Great. Fascinating. Um, but, I, I just yeah. think she says she just needs to love you from a distance to focus on herself at this point in her life. That's kind of some jargon. Maybe she read that on Tumblr or something like that. That's fine. She doesn't owe you a fucking explanation. She just could have fucking left. So you got that. It's nice. And uh, yeah, like I don't know. Like uh, things, things change. Uh, that's just it. I who mean, told you things it. wouldn't change? Correct. Who told you things wouldn't change? Gonna get that tattooed on my body. I love that so much. Who told you things wouldn't change? So don't worry about it, man. You got tons of life, tons of time to fuck your life up. And it's definitely not going to be with this girl who got the fuck out of there when she she finally... You were together for five years. You know, like, there's this... I know this person who's 20. And they won't break up with their, uh, like, fucking terrible, awful boyfriend. Because they just can't stop loving them. And they're, they're like, the first serious relationship that they've ever had. And I, I would rather be... I would rather have them than be alone. And that's... Fuck, you sound like such a dipshit when you say stuff like that. Because the world is crazy and big, and, and you can be fucking Billy Corgan if you want to. I guess it's also weird that if you're 20, and you start to date somebody until you're 25, and you split, like... Did you, like, were you convinced you were going to be 20 for the rest of your life? Yeah, like shit changes. People change. It's all right. Like you, like you don't necessarily change the same way. It happens. It's all good. I mean, I'm widowed after 23 years. I'm alone with a decent retirement income, and I enjoy casinos and sightseeing. And I'm from Texas. I'm looking for a long-term relationship and maybe marriage. Please send pics. I don't smoke nor drink. No pets, kids. Uh, sorry, no black women. Wow. Okay, you're you're a picky one, aren't you? <laughs> you're a picky one, aren't you? You could be. You could try uh, Craigslist. <clears throat> People could say, um, uh, "Tina, you're hot. I just wanted to say hi. I hope you see this. I would like to hang." Uh, and then they reiterate, "You look hot." Why the fuck would Tina see this? Uh, what the called, fuck gives you the idea uh, that Tina would see this? Well, it's called Tina Hottie. And then there's another one five minutes later. This is in Troy, by the way. Tina, you are hot. Hope you see this. This is Scott. What's oh. up? I'd like to take you on a date. Wrong way to do this, Scott. Scott, I actually um, really like his style. Because he's like, I'm just going to throw it out there, whatever. Um, there's also uh, just one more. There's Naughty Mom, <laughs> Wanna Fuck Doggy Style, all caps. 
I am naughty, but but also so sexy and feeling. <laughs> Not only am I naughty, but also. But also. So sexy, feeling bored. Who needs some long hottie sex? <laughs> I obviously googled. The I went in uh, every I went in all of Craigslist and put in the word hottie. Very good. In, spelled incorrectly. The H O T T Y. We need some hottie sex, period. So come to my home for fucking BJ also. I am alone at my home. <laughs> 110% guaranteed she's not at, alone in her home. I am alone, except for that gentleman. I've the, never heard anyone more, I'm more convinced is not alone in their home than this uh, person. I promise you I'm alone. Um, I don't like having the lights on, so I just come on in and I'll be yeah. waiting for you in a negligee. Uh, yeah, don't it's all good. Don't mind the guy in the closet with the sort of shotgun. No, it's good. There's I. It sounds like there's somebody upstairs, but there's not. Don't no. worry. It's just it's it's a tree that keeps hitting the house when that's, it's windy. That's oh, you said you didn't, you didn't feel any wind. No, it's it's like it's uh it's gusts from the airport. No, Don't worry about it. It's my, all good. Anyway, come in. That's my adult son. <laughs> I've, I've, I've instructed. I've instructed him to stay upstairs when mommy's doing business. When mom, when mom, when when new dad come, when new dad comes over for the first time, I need you to stay upstairs, okay? I don't care that you, I I don't <clears throat> care I don't care that you're hungry. My adult son. My adult son. I don't. I honey. I don't. Honey. 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 Look, I don't care that you're hungry. I don't. But you're an adult. But you can't. Oh, wow. You can't leave. Okay. If we have there's bananas. There's bread. Make banana bread. Yeah, just fucking whip something together. Just whip something together real quick. Maybe it's just everybody. <laughs> whip something together. Go back upstairs, please. Go back upstairs, please. Go, go get back on uh, <clears throat> PS4. Don't. And if you die, and if you get, if you start getting griefed again, stop. Don't yell this time, okay? Oh, man. I ordered you a Domino's, and they said that you didn't pay. You didn't tip last time, so that's your fault. <laughs> fucking fucking piece of shit. Wow, what a mean mom. I know, Jesus. She's, her priorities doggy. are so fucked up. This is one mean mom who loves doggy style hottie sex. Oh, she wanted, she wants it. And she is alone <laughs> in her home. So come Holy over. Only alone, no problem. Way alone. Wow. Uh, she, wrote, she wrote another one uh, very quickly afterward. Please do not waste my time if you are not serious about coming to have fun with me and my body. <laughs> and me and only me and me nobody and only else. me and not my adult son, Ralph, upstairs, who's 31 years old. Why is no one up for a little adult fun this morning? Question mark, question mark, question mark. Oh, my God. I mean, who isn't up for a little adult fun? Maybe, maybe the adult son. She's like, God, I can't find anybody for adult fun. And then she looks upstairs. She's like, hmm. Oh, fuck. Maybe I'll fuck. My adult son Ralph is really fucking maybe, getting to me. Holy shit! Maybe I'll delve into some forbidden subjects <clears throat> and fuck my adult son Ralph. <laughs> Ralph, Ralph, uh, pizza's here. Oh, great! Finally. Holy shit! Okay, so there's not a pizza here, but I have a better idea. Are you? Uh, I, know, I know you watch porn. Oh yes, yeah, um, you can admit it. It's um, fine, um, It's fine. I'm in my thirties. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I know you watch porn. Um, 
I want to fuck doggy style. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not having a lot of luck <laughs> on Craigslist. It's, it's not paying off. Well, dad says that, uh, you're not really my mom. Oh, you talked to him? When did you talk? Okay, never mind. First things first. And then they fucking try to do it, but he can't. They, she can't do it. And neither can he. Years of malnutrition. Fucking years of malnutrition and Xbox just fucking didn't, <laughs> you know, didn't work. And then he goes on Reddit like later <clears> on. <throat> He's like, guys, I know this is going to sound really weird, but I think my mom just tried to hook up with me. Let me tell you what happened. Oh, my God. <laughs> what episode is this? Well, 158? This is, wow. God, 157, pal. Is this one? No, it can't be. Is That's it? impossible. Am I stupid? I think it's 158 because we still haven't put out 157. Good God, <laughs> you're right. It's sitting on my computer for like a long minute now. Yeah, we should put um, that one out. We may have to switch this podcast to bi-monthly because I cannot find fucking time to get shit done lately. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is uh, this is episode 158. Um, anything you want to plug this week? Uh, well, I've, uh, I've assembled some Bare Mattress songs, and they're going to be coming out at some point. I started playing guitar again with uh, Vengeance, hoping that I can get that going. And uh, trying to stay busy and occupied, and I'm feeling a lot better about myself and my life situation. Thank you, Andrew. 5 a.m. deadlift? No, but I bought headphones and a new pair of shorts today. So I Close. will be doing the there. listen to a podcast while I walk at two miles an hour Perfect. workout. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> listen to Mark Maron interview fucking like, you know, David Hyde Pierce for an hour and a half. <laughs> Scott Ian from Anthrax is here. I hey, Scott. To that one. The game, I, man, that's a, I didn't know that was a real one. That's really wild. I, I pulled a person out of thin air, and uh, there's a Mark Maron episode. There you go. Yeah, he's uh, interviewing me, and he's like, hey, man, you guys were really heavy back then. And he's like, yeah, uh, we're fucking big four. Most influential. Whatever. Fuck. I mean, I'm no naughty mom want to fuck doggy style. <laughs> but, you know. Pray I will be one day. Yeah. Um. All right, well, fuck it. This has been 158. I have nothing to plug. I have no, like, life anymore. I just, yeah, I'm just the, a drone. What's up with the just, life, man? That's just my life. That's it. I just, I am a drone now. It's official. It's wild. Yeah. You can um, I, That's it. it just, I knew it was going to happen one day, and here we are. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back in uh, three months with uh, episode 159. All if right. the stars align. I cannot wait All for right. episode 169 because that's a very funny. funny <laughs> <episode>. <laughs> well, I'm uh, I, I can sense you going off on a tangent. Uh, I'm not, I will not allow. I am going to. I will pull it back. That's, speaking of that's 169, a, Ralph is my adult son. Is upset. Oh, Jesus. We'll see you next week.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend, and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.